0: Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in light-hearted conversations that are grounded in Scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Welcome back to another episode of conversations about light it is a fantastic day and it's fantastic to be able to be having this conversation today my name is Caleb I'm joined here with Mark and Josh what's up hello good <laughs> G'day. G'day. love it how are we going
1: yeah I'm doing very well thanks yeah very well very well that's looking good. forward to your random question as usual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're looking forward to it. What about you, Mark?
1: Yeah, That's my favorite part of the podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright, so here
0: it is. You're ready. You strapped in. Yes. What is your favorite item that you've bought this year? Oh. I think I know what yours is, Mark. Yeah. So we'll start with Josh. Okay. Unless you're too excited.
2: <laughs> well, I'm re- I'm really distracted by the beauty of this rough. <laughs> <thing. Fropping. laughs> You can maybe talk about it because I'll just go on and I,
0: on. I can't talk about it in the same light that you can. So, go, what is it? Tell us, it? tell us. The listeners are biting their nails. Um,
2: I bought a cast iron pot um, <laughs> that's made wow. in Norway. Wow. And it has, it, it's just this, it's aesthetically perfect. <laughs> I, I, I go into the kitchen and every now and then I just rub it because it's just, <laughs> it's that beautiful. And on top of the lid, they've got a perfectly uh, sized ring of wood that sits in the handle. So when you cook, you take this ring of wood off and then it becomes, you know, when the pot gets hot, you put it on top of this wood. So it's like this, it's just this well thought of, perfectly made, beautiful looking, will last for the next 20, it's guaranteed for the next 25 years. (laughs)
0: Wow. And. It sounds like you bought this for yourself. <laughs> no, don't go there. That wasn't the question. <laughs>
1: that will get me in trouble. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> Josh. I'm not frothing at your explanation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get a pot? Oh, no, no, thanks. I don't want to get a pot. I'd say the thing, I didn't buy it for myself. It was bought for me. But the thing I've enjoyed the most this year is a turntable. So wow. for those, like a record player. A record player, yeah. A yeah, yeah, wow. record player. So, for many people, may not remember or know what that is.
2: Is it a record player or are you DJing? Yeah, no, what I'm are you de- turning on the table? <laughs> oh, no, I <I'm> not DJing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was it uh, one of the lazy Susans? No. Turn- <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs> no it's a, a record player, actual record player. And so, it's been great to hear yeah, the crackle of the records if you know what that is yeah. and just with some old albums. I had about five albums, LPs, in my cupboard for the last 20 years which I picked up somewhere long ago. And I haven't had a record player like in mm-hmm. ages, so i busted those out. One's even got flute music. So if you want to hear fl- flute music... There you yeah, have it. Them. Best album? <laughs> yeah. Best of flute album, you uh, know No, no. Yeah. Which <laughs> is... your? <laughs> <it? laughs> <laughs> you have a copy? <laughs>
0: if you want to find out more details, just go by the Mark or Josh and ask them about yeah. their,
1: their pots and record if players. You, if you want to do some cooking, go see Mark. If you'd like to listen to music, come and chat to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's jump into today's text.
3: Today's reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17-20, through 20, and chapter 3, verses 1-5, through 5, the English Standard Version. But since we were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person and not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face, because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is it our joy or our hope or our crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our joy and our glory. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, to establish and extort you in your faith, that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction, just as it has come to pass, and just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you, and our labor would be in vain.
0: Quite a few different things going on in this short piece of Scripture. What are you guys noticing within it?
2: I'd you what the most difficult thing to bear in life that i've experienced is to be torn away from people you love i remember when we uh, moved to australia in 2009 from los angeles i remember uh being in lax airport with uh, our son and our daughter and walking away from their grandparents my wife's parents and feeling like my heart was being ripped out of my chest Mm. and just I don't know who was crying more, you know, and, and um and then you go visit each other, and and every time you have to leave, you you there's a tearing because these this is family, this is who you love, and my kids are getting older now. Now I realize I'm I'm going to be in the the torn torn apart sandwich. I've got to say goodbye to my parents because they live in another country. My wife's parents they live in another country, and at some stage I'm going to have to start saying goodbye to my own children mm. because they're going to live wherever they live wherever God has it. So that's what torn away means. Like this like ripping out of your heart. And it's amazing that Paul says, you know, we were torn away from you in person, not in heart. Um and I think he's describing that kind of feeling. These were like Paul's children. Um, he was like their father, he was like their mother. He he said that in the previous verse. Um I think the Christian community is more amazing than my mind can conceive. It's more lovely, more wonderful, more beautiful. But as best as you can imagine the perfect family, um, Paul kind of shows that that affection um, that you can only understand when you're torn away from someone you love. And mm-hmm. Paul loves these people like that, um, brothers and sisters loving, loving each other in this deep and profound way. So that stands out to me. Um, God's family is amazing. And, yeah. and it's difficult to leave each other because we love each other. You mm-hmm. know, and the circumstances weren't great. Yeah.
1: You, Josh. Yeah, I think that's right. That that feeling you've just described, Paul, kind of k- describes it over and over again, almost in this mm-hmm. book, right? How he's torn away. Uh, they are his great joy. Uh, you think of the joy of being together with with um, people you love dearly, and and just the fruit of the gospel in a sense you know, of joy, love, um, you know, honouring honouring them in in such a way and. <laughs> He says he can bear it no longer. I think um, I just he gets, he's got to this point where I just can't not know any any sort of sense, Timothy. So I think that's you're right, Mark. That kind of feeling is very much seen throughout the, the text. Mm-hmm. Other big big thing in this portion are uh, the two things I'm, I'm thinking about is um he sends Timothy, who's a a brother, part of this family. But also a, a servant or a co worker in the gospel. Yeah. So he's working together with Timothy at least. And, and how do we do that? We, you know, we're, we're family with God's whole church, but then he's given us people that we ought to walk alongside and work with. And kind of the aim of the ministry that Timothy's going to Thessalonica is for establishing and exhorting. You know, Paul's described his heart. He loves them, he's tender, but he really desires that they become solid in Jesus, that they're exhorted and built up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the first part. Then there's like a, for me, there's a huge um, almost shock (laughs) in the text where he says this statement really is hard hard to just fathom in in a way. He says in verse uh, 3, I want that none of you should be moved by these afflictions. Mm -hmm. For you yourselves know you were destined for them. I'm like, whoa! Paul is saying that they should not be moved by their affliction. Their hope should be of such a nature that affliction doesn't uh, mm. uh, derail them. I find that just incredible. So maybe we can look a bit, talk a little bit about that as well. But um, mm. he's not selling the sizzle of the gospel. He's like, you guys are destined for these sufferings. It's like his orthodoxy is very difficult in in one way, um, but it's also way more glorious. And so, yeah, it's just a yeah. A great contradiction there from this is all love to, oh, and by the way, you also signed up for this great affliction and you shouldn't be shocked by it. (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah, what what do you notice, Mark, about um, just using Josh's words, Paul not selling the sizzle of the (laughs) gospel?
2: (laughs) Makes me think of that uh, cast iron pot again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It does make me think how we got to ever having – like the prosperity Gospel uh or ideas of you know um uh giving your life to Jesus is the best decision okay. you could ever do, or you know come to Jesus, He'll make your life better. It does make me wonder like how the heck did we get there? <laughs> how did anyone who reads their Bible get this idea that Jesus is going to um come and make our lives comfortable and sweet and Healthy, wealthy, and well, and answer all of our prayers for the stuff that we want, and just really um, help us (laughs) self-actualize. I I just don't see it, you know. And and so I've got this kind of, as Josh kind of says, it's like, man, if we just open our Bibles and read it, um, it is wonderfully comforting. To to the gospel is the gospel is more comforting than anything in this whole world. You know, Jesus is the hope of um, eternity. But at the same time, you know, poor Paul, you know these afflictions that you are destined for. Mm -hmm. um, It's right there, you know.
0: Do you want to add something to that, Josh?
1: Yeah, I think he's as much as he's loving them. He's also concerned for them in that in that regard. You know, and that's why he does say, "I I told you about this, and I'm I'm reminding you again." Mm. I think uh, there's a, a heart. I don't know. Going back to Mark's picture of the family, you don't want anyone who's close to you to to endure something mm. difficult you'd never want that for yourself or for others and yet paul's not afraid to to say you know we share we share in this this um, suffering earlier he said that and he and he repeats himself a few times and I, i'm wondering like why paul's aware of it but he's also aware that that god's in control and doing something right i think affliction always exposes everything that's in our hearts and maybe that's kind of why he's been worried, like what's the state of their hearts? Mm. I know I was persecuted there. These guys are going to continue to be persecuted. Yeah. What's happened to their hearts? How, how are they doing? And I think that's kind of mm. – I, I see it as one of his concerns is, is based to, while well, I know they're struggling. Mm. What's what's happened to their hearts?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. And I guess it's a, a diagnostic question for us, what happens to our hearts Am I moved by affliction? You know, just reading that verse is so challenging. Like, do not be moved by this affliction. I'm like, how? What? How wait, back up, Paul. Explain yourself. <laughs> it just seems um yeah. but he can't he he's not joking. This is a real gospel. This is real, real that's that's real. Like the hope of Jesus, the joy and and kind of um peace that comes across must be so real to him. Mm. And that's what he wants for them. He's like um, I know I'm not. I cannot be moved by afflictions because of the hope I have in Jesus. Mm. And I'm hoping that your heart has found that same closeness to Jesus, that same um, presence of Jesus, that same joy, that same hope, despite um, your afflictions. Yeah,
0: it's very easy to notice Paul's deep care for the Thessalonians mm. in just his words that he uses. Torn away is that he. Eagerly has a great desire Mm. to see them face to face, that they're like his glory and joy, um, that he sent Timothy to establish and exhort them. So it's like, it's very, like he's making that very clear to them and there's like a deep, deep care. So why doesn't Paul himself, why isn't he able to go to the Thessalonians?
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What's the answer? Well, I don't know if I know the answer, but he does. The reason he gives in, in the text previously is Satan Henry says, I, Paul, if you go back into chapter two, he says, I, Paul wanted to come again and again, but Satan hindered or stopped us, prevented us. Mm-hmm. Then later he prays in, in, uh, after this verse, he says, I, I earnestly pray that God will open a way for me to come to you. So it doesn't specifically say why. He's in Corinth, most likely. And there's a lot of issues there. So maybe that's something to do with it. He's trying to rescue the Corinthians. He has a great love for them as well. Mm. But it just seems he's in a spot where he can't be there. And I mean, I guess going back to Mark's opening story, like sometimes we just, God's got us somewhere else, you know? Um, and that's that's um, somehow in God's sovereignty, he does that. I'm thinking of the text in Acts where it says, God knows exactly where we should live and where we should be. Mm. Sometimes we just go, well, God I wish I was with some I wish I was somewhere else but you've got me here. Yeah, um, and, until you. Know, so it's probably a combo of um combo of things I'd imagine but I don't, I don't have a clearer answer than that.
2: I am going to use z- his excuse though oh, next yeah, time I yes. can't. Yes. <laughs>
1: next time I can't accept an invitation <laughs> I'm just going to say sorry so I'd love to come but <laughs> say to <laughs>
2: Or we can start using it at King's Cross when people don't show up on Sundays. Yeah. We can text them afterwards okay. to go, what I'm was sorry you? to see that Satan has hindered <laughs> you from joining today.
0: <laughs> uh, my, my thought in hearing this conversation and noticing what you guys have highlighted is how, how do we participate in this deep care? How, how do we cultivate a culture of deep care for our community like Paul has here? for his community? Great
1: question. Um, one of the things he says is, I've longed to see you face-to-face. I think there's something there. You know, I think writing this letter was plan B. His desire was face-to-face. So, And when you're face-to-face, you can see and engage with people in a different way than you do in a text message. <laughs> That's part of it. I think just... Love is love, in a sense, also wants the best for the other person. You can see that coming through here. on Paul He's like, "I want, I want you to be secure. I want you to be established. I want, I wanted to see face to face." So Paul has so many desires which are not fo- are not inward towards himself. He just desires outwardly for them that they know Christ, and he's concerned about them. And and then he at the end, how he lands that that text is how um, I was worried that. We had laboured in vain. Like, what does it mean to be unfruitful? But Timothy's report gives them this great hope, like, no, they are full of love, they're full of faith, they're full of hope. Mm. There's gospel fruit there. So his 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 kind of metric is like what is the gospel what gospel fruit is there in their lives? And so I think in in order in, like loving people, engaging with people comes through those 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 ways. We we kind of engage with face to face, heart heart love. But also in a desire to see them walking with Jesus.
2: I think um I think of my mum in law, uh, who spends a lot of time and attention trying, you know, when she visits us, trying to work out what will bless me. What what if she's gonna make a meal, like what would Mark like to eat? What where does Mark like to get coffee? What does Mark like? And she just is like she's so she works so hard at trying to provide for me what I would 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 be a blessing to my life. And I think we see Paul working Hard to provide to the Thessalonians what would be a blessing from the Lord to them and to their faith, Um, and I think in the church how we can participate is the church is intergenerational and there's different maturities, maturity levels, and God has put you know Christians with one another that we may help each other. and So there's some people who can spend the rest of their lives looking at the community, going, "All right, how can I help this person? How can I bless this person? How can I teach this person? How can I?" come alongside this person. How can I pray with this person? you know, they they like Paul does, you know, he's not trying to get anything from them. He's just trying to give, 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 give. Um, they are his joy. Then there's younger ones that need to receive a bit more and they need some people to come alongside them and just go, hey, I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna, you know, and, and so that I think that it should look how we participate is the same as a family. We all show up, mm. but within that we all have different abilities um, to be able to love one another in meaningful ways, but the goal is to grow together. Um, not to not to judge each other, not to assess each other, not to point a finger at each other and saying I'm doing more than you're doing. The goal is that we just together we grow in our faith and love of or yeah. the Lord and one another.
0: Yeah, very good. In closing, then what's uh, what's something we can take into this week whether it be a thought
1: or or an action well, probably one of the things is the hardest hitting part of that takes me is what what do afflictions do to me how much do they move me um which is a very i think a very difficult question to be honest about and, and to answer so and then maybe thinking about why why might i be moved in such a way um because my hope may be solely tied up in X and that's why it's moved me so much. So pondering that I think can be helpful and and, uh, challenging.
0: Thanks for joining us today. To learn more, head over to perthchurch.com.au where you can find sermon resources that dive deeper into these conversations. If you found this conversation helpful, we would love you to leave a review and share it with your family.